So what was uh what was probably <laughs> your uh, least favorite moment on stage so far with the stand up? Like uh, or probably the worst? Well, no, I don't oh, want to dox oh, anyone, but oh, you know, you know, if I had information, I'd dox this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it really wasn't that bad. Like looking back on it, it pissed me off, but. Uh, Doing that show at Huds. You know what? The lady, the, the waitress. waitress <laughs> interrupting myself. Hey, whose hey, fries are these? Hey, can you tell me? <laughs> or, well, I think her name was Leanne. Shit, I probably should have changed the name for yeah, whatever. Whatever. But anyway, she's like, can you tell Leanne to get her ass out here? Bitch, Dude, I cannot it. believe she Like when I watched that I was like What? You know the funniest thing is uh, My buddy commented on that And he says Look at this You know that one point Where this fat motherfucker Thought he was gonna get some free food And <laughs> this, the funny thing is I thought she was bringing me free food I'm like yes Ah oh, dude And then she interrupted me To fucking tell somebody else To come get their food I'm like what a fucking whore Welcome to the show, this is Babylon and Dabbling, you already know we are podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling, podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling, babbling and dabbling, babbling and dabbling, uh. Uh, welcome to the show, this is Babylon and Dabbling, you already know we are podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling, podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling, babbling and dabbling, babbling and dabbling, uh. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? This is Camden Hill. My co-host, Scott Barnhart, and myself. Coming to you live. First ever episode of Babylon and Dabbling. We're recording live. But the podcast isn't live, right, yeah, so to we speak. Are, we are live. But yeah. the podcast is live. And I would just like to go ahead and uh, get this out there. Um, anyone who actually knows me knows that I'm late for everything. And apparently that also extends to things that I care about. Because I was late today. Podcast. And we got, to, we got to do a surprise focus group. Which I didn't know was going to happen. I didn't even know. Uh, that was the first. I didn't know it was happening. I just didn't know we were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Interesting. That was loud. Whoops. All right. Work through the struggles. So I wanted to kind of try to make this first episode like an origin story since we haven't really seen each other in pretty much like a decade since I was a teenager, you know. And uh, so I had a couple, I guess, ask some questions and see, uh, try to see what's been going on to lead, lead to now. A lot of fucking nothing. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way now, up on the top. All right. Flamingos. Flamingos. <laughs> Where I need the origin for that. Where'd that come from? Uh, it's got a fucking very lackluster story. Okay, it's just the thing that stuck with me. I didn't engineer it to be my thing. I just bought a flamingo shirt. Posted it on Facebook. Everybody responded to it. Well, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's your thing. You're, that's you're thing the flamingo guy. That's my thingo, flamingo. Alrighty. Okay, so the f- basically the first thing I knew about you, I gotta stop doing that, it's loud. <laughs> uh, the, basically the first thing, like, career-wise that I saw you doing was um, the, like, hip-hop and rap thing and stuff like that, so how did you kind of get involved in that? Oh, uh, man, you know, I fucking, when I was about 16 years old, yeah, yeah, 16 is when I started, uh, me and my friend at the time, we were really into fucking ICP and all the juggalo shit. So, <laughs> okay. You know, we started like, do this fucking rap. Yeah, we just lost a couple subscribers there. Yeah. Right. Well, we don't have any subscribers, <laughs> either, so we can, we can gain them back later on. <laughs> we probably just lost a couple with me saying that, too. Anyways, uh, go ahead. 
fuck you guys. If you're going to quit listening over that, I don't know, fuck you. But yeah, you're in for uh, a treat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just like, we came up with the idea to start rapping together and we started as a group. We were called Opposite. Stupid name. But I was fat and he was skinny, so... We okay, I mean that, yeah. It fits the, it fits the. Yeah, all tracked the opposite track. Yeah, <clears throat> so that worked for a little while. I mean, it didn't work. Nothing happened really, but we did that for a while. Um, I mean, did y'all play any shows? No, opposite did not. Opposite did not. Okay. Okay. Um, after that, we kind of fell apart. We started doing our own thing musically. Um, we signed with this one guy named Eric Dees from. From, you know, from the area. You know, D's, don't you? No. D's? <laughs> nope, not at all. Okay, well, never mind then. D's who? Eric D's? Yeah, yeah, no, you were trying to get it, but you can't. Yeah. But that's what his label was called. Was I was D's trying to nuts. set you up, man. Yeah, it, it, it was D's Nuts Productions, because. Yeah. <laughs> but we met this other guy there. So me and the guy from Opposite kind of got back together, and we added him. We became Sinville. <clears throat> okay, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Sinville was definitely the biggest thing. Uh, we did some shows at Sinville. We performed at the Masquerade in the Heaven Stage. That was our first show ever, actually. Was Masquerade. In the Heaven at Stage? Heaven Stage, yeah. So, we... we How many people showed up? It wasn't a big crowd. <clears throat> it was an all-local show. Okay. Yeah, you know, just a bunch of local artists and everything. Um, it was good, though. It was real fun. Uh, I met a lot of good people through my time doing music. And, um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Well, it stopped being fun. That's why I stopped doing it. Oh, yeah. So how many shows do you got under your belt as far as, like, the hip-hop goes? Um, all together, let's see, we did probably, like, three or four with Senville, and then consider, if you consider open mic shows, then my other group after Senville, High Class and Homeless, we did fucking tons. We did a lot of open mics every week, and then we did some regular shows, too. So, I mean, okay. overall, we've probably done, or I've probably done, like, 60 to 70 performances. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. You got <laughs> yeah. way more under your belt than I do. <laughs> well, it was just open mics. It's a, it's a fucking altered number for sure. Okay, <laughs> It doesn't okay. count as much. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, stage, stage time is still stage time, and it's, even if it's open mic, it's still rough. Oh, it was real funny. So here's a, here's a story from high class and homeless days at the open mic. Um, we used to perform at Wings Cafe in Bloomfield, which is a very rough neighborhood in Macon, according to everybody outside of Bloomfield. And um, we were the only two white guys there 99% of the time. So the first time we ever performed there, the whole crowd, as soon as they called our name, they were like, the, the fucking host even roasted us. They, he was like, oh <laughs> he was like, next on stage, we got a high class and... Homeless. Uh, who brought these guys here? <laughs> that shit don't even go together, man. <laughs> He's like, what are y'all going to do? So we get on stage, and uh, the whole crowd just kind of goes quiet as we're walking up, and they see us get uh, up there, and they're like, get those white boys out of here. Oh, my God, dude. And we're like, I, I look, You're giving I, me anxiety. Dude, I, just, I look at my partner, I'm like, what are we going to do, man? We either fucking, you know. Oh, you write it. We, you, we got to fucking turn it up. You do it. it. And we fucking, we turn it up, man. Before, nobody knew who we were. 
before we were done performing, we only got one song. Before we were done performing, people were singing along with us. So. Oh, dude. Okay. That's like the greatest feeling. That's awesome. Know, you get converted the whole like, yeah. crowd. And I was like, yeah. Dude, in early days like that, it's always like you against them. It's not like they're not there to see you. They're there to for you to win them over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's brutal. Most of them were just there to smoke weed and drink. Oh, that, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, fair. Not that they were doing either. Not that they were smoking weed in the club, no. Yeah, yeah, it's legal. Oh, wait, that club doesn't exist anymore, so it's fine. Yeah, they were smoking weed. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me move on. See what I got next. Okay, so when did you make the decision to get into uh, truck driving? <laughs> How did that come about? Oh, man. So. And do you still hate it? I fucking hate it. I've been doing it five years. So, truck driving came about because I fucking did not like doing regular work. Like, warehouse jobs or whatever. Just shift work. I fucking hated it. All of the paid shit wages and wanted me like 10, 12 hours a day. Fuck that. So, um, I had one son. And I just wasn't holding down a job worth of shit, so. Another feeling. Yeah. And, uh. I was working at the Academy Warehouse through a temp agency. And the dude had been telling us the whole time, like... I got a couple buddies that work out there. Yeah, it sucks. But he had been telling me and this one guy in particular, like, hey, man, y'all out here busting your ass. When the fucking slowdown comes and the temps go, I'm going to keep y'all on. Don't worry about it. No, nothing. You know, you guys are out here working your ass off, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, bet. And then, I don't know, day before Christmas comes up, not like Christmas Eve or anything, but like right around that time before it was going to go into like the week of Christmas, I think, uh, the temp agency came out there and they were just like, we don't have work for any of y'all. This is your last night, blah, 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 blah. And me and my Good buddy, luck on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me and my buddy said, fuck this, walked out that night. Next day, my wife's like, I'm pregnant again. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so. Ah, oh, dude. I fucking, I waited till my son's birthday in January, and I went to truck driving school. It's a very easy process. It's very scary how easy it is to become a truck driver nowadays. Yeah. What? So what's it like actually, like, on the road? Just boring as hell? It fucking sucks. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of music. Um, dude, as a delivery driver, like, I love music, mm-hmm. but you can only listen to so much of it. And, like, right. you can only beat the same song to death, like, for so long before you hate it. <laughs> dude, I, I, get, I get stuck in that. I find, like, a good playlist. Like, oh, and I beat it to death yeah, until I hate it. Weeks on end of just listening to the same thing over and over. Yeah. I'll break every now and then and listen to something else, but I'm right back to it. My current thing is that Jaden Smith album that I just I really? about the other day. I haven't listened to it yet. It was called like, Iris. It's E R Y S. Oh, it's so fucking, it's so fucking good. But yeah, that's that's how it came about. Um, uh, as far as like, it's boring most days, which is pretty much what I want. Because that means I didn't almost die or almost kill anybody, so that's Yeah. Good. How many hours a day do you got to drive? You have up to 11 hours a day of driving time. Yikes. Uh, up to 14 hours a day of, like, to do that 11 hours in. So if you wake up at 3 yeah. o'clock in the morning, you have until 5 o'clock that night to work, and... Is it hard to maintain a, a good sleep regimen on that kind of job? Like, are, are you naturally going to want to go to sleep, like, when you finish your, like, your long-ass drive? Or sometimes you're just fucking like you don't get tired until you're start to drive. You're ready to start driving again. Well, yeah, I mean that happens, especially at the beginning. I have a hard to transition, but um, that sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, here lately it's been a lot easier. I only need about four or five hours. Well, you're professional. You got some experience now. 
Yeah, fucking five years of hating my life. Well, 28 years <laughs> of hating my life, but five years of doing it for a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, here lately, I mean, uh, anywhere from like four to six hours of sleep is like pretty much good for me, it seems like lately. But. The other day I slept for 14 hours. I know, you messed it yeah. up. I was like, God damn it, this podcast ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> But I, th- I think, <laughs> what I think what happened was, oh yeah, <laughs> I missed that. Um, I think what happened was I'm on Lexapro. I take 10 milligrams every day, and I'm in the. I was in the middle of like flipping my sleep schedule because I was sleeping all day, so I like stayed up a full night or whatever. So, anyways. Um, when it came around, because I take uh, acid reflux medicine too, so I just take it every other time that I take my Lexapro. And uh, when it came time to take my medicine, I was like, fuck, I don't know if I took my Lexapro or not. And whatever, I'll just take it and I'll start taking it at night now, whatever. And I think I double dosed. So, <laughs> and the side effects can like make you really tired. And um, I think I just clogged out for 14 hours. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the is. I've heard of it, but whatever. Oh, it's just an antidepressant, basically. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, it helps with anxiety, and it's oddly helped with some other things. Like, like, I got it because I kept getting this weird anxiety where I'd have to, like, dissociate from people. And, <laughs> all right, well, there's a peak. It can affect that as well. Sometimes positively, sometimes negatively, and unfortunately, in my case, it's negatively. (laughs) Oh wait, that was too loud last time. Yeah, can't get hard. (laughs) Oh what? Okay. Anyways, yeah. (laughs) No, that's not true. But uh, because it makes it difficult. Anyways. Uh, it helped a lot in weird ways that I wasn't expecting it to, like with my social anxiety and like my ability to stand up for myself and not get walked all over. Like I was coming across weird situations where I was like, oh, I normally would have just been like, oh, okay, whatever. And now like, I'm like finding myself saying like no or like uh, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Or just like generally like just standing up for myself more. I can't relate because I just let people do whatever. I'm just like, all right, fuck about you. <laughs> I'm not gonna be around you long enough for this to matter. So I'm just gonna yeah. Whatever I guess. All right. I think I had one more thing I wanted to get out. All right. Um. So we both have gone through ups and downs with our weight loss and weight gain, and right now I'm on the gain. I'm on the upside. <laughs> and you're still doing pretty good. <laughs> and. Uh, what did you do? Like, what was your, like, did you, because I remember seeing pictures of, like, you going to the gym a lot. Was that basically just a lot more physical activity, or was it dieting? Diet. Low diet, carb? Diet, diet, Fucking, uh, I, you know, I, it's, it's a simple concept, but, like, I've heard it my whole life. Um, but when you're, when you're put in the position to want to do it, you really understand it. And when you start doing it, you see it. Because I've always heard diets, like, 85% of weight loss. Exercise oh, yeah, for sure. 15 and I'm like, yeah, but that's cool. But uh, they're both important. Don't think you can just diet, because if you lose a lot of weight on just diet alone, you're going to fucking have, like, real flabby skin, and you're going to look like a mess. Yeah. So make sure you, if you're trying to lose weight, you diet <clears throat> and exercise. Okay, my thing was low carbs completely. I didn't do keto. I didn't, like, I didn't count macros. I didn't worry about calories. I didn't worry about a fucking thing except carbs. Yeah. And I took some supplements, like, I got on a regular multivitamin, uh, some fish oil pills, um, cinnamon capsules because it boosts your metabolism, and those those like green tea fat burner pills. Yeah, you've probably seen them like at Walmart or some shit. Mm-hmm. So I I would like take those every day. You know I'd eat 
regular meals, but like if I wanted something that had pasta, we'd replace the pasta with vegetables. So like fucking. Uh, I used to make like a cauliflower substitute for like mashed potatoes and stuff like that. Dude, dude mashed cauliflower is the shit. Fucking it's a little difficult to get the hang of, like to make it just right, where oh, it doesn't no. feel like grits. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, like the Green Giant yeah, brand, yeah, yeah. yeah and it has like the bacon and cheese mixed in with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, because fuck veganism. <laughs> oh shit, we just lost a lot. Yeah, of there's a couple more people. Yeah, we just isolated ourselves. Anyone from California is now done with us. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> fuck avocados too. All right, so uh, I basically did the same thing when I dieted. And, uh, I did, I just kind of, like, I wouldn't classify it as keto, but basically just lower my, like, stop eating all the bullshit carbs, you know, like, cut out, like, I'll still have, like, some corn with the meal, and I'll still have, like, mashed potatoes with the meal occasionally, but, like, you don't want your whole plate to be brown, like, you want, like, vegetables and meat and stuff like that in there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, it's worked for me um, as far as, like, losing the weight, but, like, keeping it off is more of a disciplinary thing, but I'm just, I'm not disciplined in anything. I feel hard, dude. <laughs> See, okay, uh, um, on top of the diet, I was going to gym four or five times a week for anywhere from an hour to three hours, so that wow. was a lot of exercise that I was doing. So that that kicked a lot of the weight loss as well. But um, I know a lot of people have tried intermittent fasting, and I, I did that myself. But that fucked me up more than anything. I was doing that, like, kind of naturally, because it, like, killed my appetite, lowering my carbs. So I didn't feel like eating a lot of times, so it just kind of turned into that naturally. But ever since I've had my reflux issues, like, now there's, like, an unset, like, an urgency to eat. So I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, I've been having trouble. I, I mean, I, I was doing fine intermittent fasting, and then here lately, I'm just like, I fucking need to eat as soon as I wake up. <laughs> I need to eat in a couple hours from then. I need to eat, and I'm like, you know, it's fucking, especially hard on the road. Oh, dude, I could imagine. Even just being a delivery driver is can be rough on like dieting because you're on the road, so you're so tempted by like I'm just gonna fuck, I'm just gonna go to the drive through whatever and stuff some shit in my face. Yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm fucking eating like shit lately. Yeah, I, I was like my lowest I got to was like two thirty. Where did you start? What was your highest? Oh, when, um, when, I, when I got weighed, they diagnosed me with diabetes. That's what. That's the real thing. Oh, me yeah. Like, you got diabetes. Like, oh, and low carb is perfect for that, too. Yeah, yeah. That was where the recommendation came Yeah. From. She was like, no more than 50 grams of carbs a day, which I don't know if I was staying with that, but I, was def- I definitely lowered my intake substantially. But I think that day, that day that I got weighed, I weighed with my boots on. So I don't know, 100% sure what my weight was, but the total weight was 345, and, you know, we, she subtracted, like, 10 pounds from my boots, because I had, like, size 13 leather boots with steel toes and shit. Okay. So she was like, they probably weigh this. Yeah, so 25 pounds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, she wrote down 335, but anyway, the lowest I got, you know, I Like rocking around with babies on your feet, <laughs> weight-wise. <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm I'm beating you. I'm thinking I'm at like th- I'm scared to check, but I think I'm at like three fifteen, three ten right now. It's bad. Oh man! I think the lowest I've ever gotten down to the couple of times I've lost a bunch of weight was uh like I got back into the two thirties. Like that's like the lowest. I haven't been below that since I was in like 
middle school, I think, or something I like that. I think I was at Lewin Middle School. <laughs> yeah, same. I got pudgy quick, dude. Yeah. Like, I used to be, I think, I used to, like, literally my memories of, like, a child, um, I would just, like, during recess, I would just run. Like, me and my friend Richard would just run around the track. And so I was always, like, hyper and always doing stuff. And I guess something happened. Like, someone sniffed it. <laughs> and it was gone. And I just got, like, <laughs> started getting huge. Slow down. <laughs> I, yeah. It was probably a pizza. Good job for <laughs> and expanding. Okay, so I only got one more thing. I wanted some questions because I don't have anything prepared. Okay, just come up with whatever. And uh, so I wanted to talk about like what led you into wanting to do stand up. Man, I wanted to do comedy before I wanted to do music. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like fucking. Uh, I think we're kind of the same on that. Like, we just want to entertain. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ultimately, yes. No matter what, throughout what medium that is. Comedy was my first love, though, and I could always interject comedy into things. Where I, so I've, I've only been doing comedy for about a year as, like, actually considering myself a comedian and being a stand-up. But, like, my whole life I've always been just trying to be the funny guy. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it didn't work, but sometimes it did. I don't know. I You're using the class clown. Yeah, yeah, because nobody liked me otherwise. That's the depressing side of comedy. We won't get into that first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't remember her name, but we had a math class together in like tenth grade. Was and it a remedial math class with a maybe it had Blaine, Elaine, and Blaine, and we used to make us cry laughing, dude. God, I miss it. You should have been on the bus. And then she was wondering why I was failing. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I pissed the bus driver off so bad one day he stopped the bus in the middle of the road to come get in my fucking face and tell me to, you know, act right. And I'm like, fuck you, you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. So what was, uh, what was probably your, uh, least favorite moment on stage so far with the stand-up? Like, uh, or probably the worst, well, no, I don't want to dox oh, anyone, but. Oh, you know. You know. If I had information, I'd dox this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it really wasn't that bad. Like, looking back on it, it pissed me off, but, uh. Doing that show at Hud's. You know what? The lady, the, the waitress. waitress <laughs> interrupting myself. Hey, whose hey, fries are these? Hey, can you tell me? <laughs> or, I, don't, I think her name was Leanne. Shit, I probably should have changed the name for yeah, whatever. Whatever. But anyway, she's like, can you tell Leanne to get her ass out of here? Bitch, Dude, I could not believe she Like, when I watched that, I was like, what? You know, the funniest thing is, uh, my buddy commented on that, and he says, look at this, you know, that one point where this fat motherfucker thought he was going to get some free food. And <laughs> this, the funny thing is, I thought she was bringing me free food. I'm like, yes. Ah, oh, dude. And then she interrupted me to fucking tell somebody else to come get their food. I'm like, what a fucking whore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one putting the work in up here. Don't you see me dying up here? You're gonna fucking kill me even more? <laughs> <coughs> I need some water. The worst thing, um, I get I get a lot of advice from people and they're like, oh, you just need to not worry about what other people think. You're nervous, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, hey, I'm not fucking, I don't care what y'all think. I'm fast at that stage. I'm just fucking trying to remember what the fuck I want to say. Because I know I'm funny. And I, I also know that I overthink things. So I'm constantly running through my head of like, what am I going to say? What comes after this joke that I'm currently doing? Um, oh, how did I say it that one time that really killed? You know, whatever. I've got a, yeah. I've got a lot of shit going on in my head. And pe- what people think of me is the last thing on my fucking mind. How often do you watch back your your sets? 
or listen? Each each time that I've uploaded them to Facebook, I've watched them probably at least five to ten times each. Okay. And I just trying to see what works with it. Yeah. Like okay, but yeah, I mean, I'm a very nervous person. The one criticism I got was, um, or the most anyway, was that I talk too fast. And I mean, I'm gonna get that. That could just be a you thing, though. I mean, that's a me thing. I'm always talk fast, and I think it came from. You gotta figure out how to use it. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I'll slur my words because I'm talking too fast. Yeah, I'm the mumble king. Yeah. But the biggest thing was I fucking uh, used to get cut off a lot when I talked. So I kind of just, over time, adapted to talk fast. Yeah. You're not going to be heard. So. Dude, I know all about that, man. <laughs> but I think the last the last time that I uploaded anyway, that, that set, I slowed myself down a lot. And I was more in the pocket, I guess you could. You know, yeah. Of, I stayed in the pocket more than scrambled. If you want to use football, fucking references. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I just love it, man. I love... Uh, I love sharing my ideas in a fucking comedic way. And, uh... Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Before I ask you anything, because I've got to fucking make stuff up. So let's read <laughs> This is my thing on comedy. Um, and I'm going to attack both sides here. Some people are, like, too offended by everything, and everything's offensive, and shut the fuck up. But also, talking to some comedians... Being offensive doesn't mean you're being funny. I think, oh, I for hate, sure. I hate those comedians that lean on being offensive to try and get jokes. And it's like, you're not fucking funny, you're just an asshole. Be fucking funny. That's what comedy's about. Yeah. Be fucking funny. Like we were talking about earlier before we recorded, okay, the Dave Chappelle's uh, latest special, Sticks and Stones, he talked about <laughs> the whole Michael Jackson situation. Yeah. That's a really fucked up situation. It's not something I would personally laugh about or personally uh, make jokes about. I did not... I only Which is that. why that it's impressive that Dave Chappelle is able to make me laugh about that. You right. know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, That's where the art form of it comes in. That's all that matters in comedy is be funny. If you're just a piece of shit, then you're just a piece of shit. But, you know, you can be funny. I'm not saying you get a pass on being a piece of shit just because you're funny, but that's what you're there to do. Yeah. I get it. It's an art form. Yeah, I need to shut the fuck up. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I do. I think you're completely right. Like, uh, I do think people are taking things a little too seriously, you know? And I think there's, there's a slight need on the other side of it, you know, to play devil's advocate, there's a slight need to make sure we're not going too far. And that's how you find out, like, okay. I'm not making this funny, I'm just being an asshole, so where do I draw the line? You know what I mean? Right. So there is a need to it, but at the same time, it's kind of going too far in that direction, where, I mean, where it's just hard, I guess. And I guess that's part of where, like, where the art form of it comes into play, where you have to be funny, and you have to figure out how to make a bit work when it's offensive or something that's, you know, towing the line like that. Anthony Jeselnik does a good job of, like, talking about really dark or otherwise not funny moments and yeah. he can like just deliver it in such a way that you're just like what the fuck and you laugh at it but it's like god damn that was fucked up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah he's he's good but again you know, it comes down to the point like but he, he he perfects it to where it's actually funny mm-hmm. not just being offensive for the sake of being offensive so that's my biggest thing have something to fucking say find a way to make it funny 
stop saying yeah. the same thing as every other fucking comedian because this whole fashion, the Me Too movement, fashion feminism, fashion liberals, whatever. Yeah, it's a convenient grab. Like yeah. it's. But on the same side, low hanging fruit. The fucking other side where this like comedy is going too liberal. You, you a lot of people are pandering and they're looking for applause oh. rather than laughs. Are they using it to, you know, make a stand on something rather than make people laugh? Right. It's like I get it. But do that somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You build the platform with the lefts, and then you get on Twitter or whatever. Have, have a fucking town hall. Whatever you want to do, support you. Whatever you want to support. I'm not telling anybody how to live their life. Just, when you're doing stand-up, do jokes. You don't, you know, whatever. I don't know. Anyway. No, I, th- I think you're right, man. Well, I just don't want to keep beating that dead Because <laughs> I'm going to keep rambling if I don't stop myself. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Alright, so We're gonna switch pace here I'm gonna interview you Okay I don't have anything prepared So we're gonna see what I can get <laughs> yeah, This is the first episode, guys <laughs> Yeah Yeah I thought we'd, you know The whole idea for this episode Is just to give you guys an idea Who we are uh, Share some of some our opinions with you guys Build a rapport between one another Ultimately, the goal is to get interviews Going on in here And, um so, we're just taking those baby steps. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Mr. Barnhart. Now everyone knows who I am. Okay. Yeah. Scott. <laughs> just kidding. Hashtag. I don't know. No hashtag. On Instagram, at me be Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so, you are a musician. Yeah. By... Well, um, I do a few different things. Um, I play guitar, but I haven't played in a band in several years. Um, I beatbox, but I haven't really done much with that as far as, like, I've been thinking about competing, but it's uh, nerve-wracking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. It's very uh, intimidating. Um, but I am uh, producing music, like uh, wave music and witch house music and stuff like that. It's a little bit more underground. Your name is? Hazard. Hazard. Yeah. Yeah, Get your brand yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting that. No, <laughs> I was I'm getting gonna, there. I'm make sure I have yeah, yeah, yeah. responses so I can tell you to do things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're good, man. Um, yeah, I've been doing that for a little over a year now, and uh, it's a super slow grind, but it's it's rewarding, I guess. You know, I, I'm on a label now. Um, we're trying to push that. You know, but uh, as far as my like, you know, musical background goes, I've played in two bands. One when I was a teenager, I played in Mos Eisley, and then uh, in my mid twenties. Well, I guess I'm still technically in my mid twenties, but my earlier mid twenties. Um, I'm 28. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be positive here. Uh, roll with me. Well, I mean, I still got a whole other half a year until 29, so right, I got plenty of time. I'm not 30. I'm not old yet. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, I played in um, Reaching for Resolve. That was a lot of fun. Although, I will say, in all my years of playing in bands, the biggest show I ever played was my very first show, which was very nerve-wracking. I don't know if anyone... Like remembers old school bands, but uh, the band that I was in, 
uh, had already had a following, so we played like right before the headliner, or maybe like one band probably played ahead of us, and then the headliner played, and the headliner was Dr. Acula. I don't know if you remember that band. It's from a lot. They were really old school. Like, they, they were big back in, like, you know, 06, 07, and stuff like that. And uh, so it was at Swayze's venue, and it was packed. Like, I've never seen it was, oh, to the door. <laughs> and I, since then, I haven't seen the crowd that big. Yeah, so, can't really. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying, no, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it was nerve wracking. And I had, there's this part where I have a solo, I guess you can call it. At the end of the one of the songs, and uh, it's I didn't realize like how dark it was going to be up there, and how blinded you are. Like it's dark as far as like looking down, but there's like a light like right in your fucking eyes, like right in your face. You can't see the crowd or anything. But anyways, when I went to play the solo, I started off on the wrong fret, and I couldn't see anything. And (laughs) I looked over at Matt, the vocalist, and he just, uh, he said, I looked at him like I just saw a ghost, and I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like, I was terrified. And uh, he just looked at me, he was like, you got this, man. Like, he just gave me that look, and like, like a thumbs up he's like you got it so I just like looked down I like recalibrated and was like okay and I just started from here and then I, I you know it was fine the rest of the way out most of the people didn't notice but I noticed yeah <laughs> and it, it was terrifying dude that's the worst thing about being I mean uh, any kind of creative mind is you yeah. notice the mistakes and other people don't give yeah. a fuck and, but you're always in your head about it so yeah that pretty terrifying good. I think the worst part is probably like once you it doesn't matter what you're doing, like if you're drumming, playing guitar, doing hip-hop or whatever. It's always like super nerve-wracking, like the anticipation of doing it. Like when you're getting on stage and you're like, or like even just like watching other bands and you just know like it's like one or two more bands and you're about to be up and you're like, oh, fuck, this is, fuck, what am I going to, I can't fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to keep the thing going. And... um Oh yeah, when you're setting up and like everyone's just watching you set up and you're like, look away. <laughs> like you're making me anxious. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's really awkward. But once you once you start going, like once you guys start all going together or whatever, it like you go into this completely different like you go into artist mode and you like block everything else out. And uh there's no other feeling like that. You know? Yep. It's pretty awesome. I've always loved the art form, man. I mean, I never, I never did instruments. I was always rap and you know, beats yeah. on my laptop and shit. I'm sure some of the same principles apply, though. Like as far as like performing, a lot of it. I mean, it's all you know how comfortable you can be on stage. That's universal. So. Yeah. How well you can recover from fucking up because you're gonna fuck up. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. That's a huge thing. Like being able to keep it going, like, and just you know, make it as least noticeable as possible and recovering. You also gotta know you get the benefit when nobody knows who you are. They don't know how the song's yeah. supposed to go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so, peop- yeah. And people can read like when you're uncomfortable or when you're nervous. They can read that, and that can like affect the show too like if you're like stiff like even if the music sounds good but if you're all stiff mm-hmm. up there and like you're not into it or you're not enjoying it or you're too nervous people can tell and that affects the show and it can I mean I guess pretty much it but Same thing with comedy. I mean, if you're up there, oh yeah the jokes are funny but you're just like deathly afraid you know you gotta you gotta find your comfort zone on stage for it to translate to the audience um one thing I've Surprised I remembered that I wanted to ask you about was beatboxing. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've always, like, fucked around with beatboxing, but I never thought it was a thing until yeah. I, like, started seeing you posting about, like, beatboxing championships and whole tournaments and shit. I'm like, damn, people are doing something with this? So. Oh, yeah, it's completely changed. Go on, go on a spiel about the whole world of beatboxing. Okay. So, um, I'm just going to get into the origin of, like, how I found it. Mm-hmm. Um... I used to be, like, several years ago, probably, like, 2014, 2015, I got really into, uh, it's gonna sound so lame, but I got really into, like, prank videos and stuff like that, and, uh, Big Doss TV was doing a lot of pranks and stuff like that, and he had a beatboxer on, and they were dressed up as, like, nerds, so they were going around the city and, like, asking people, hey, we've had, like, a talent show, can you guys, like, tell me if we're any good, we're gonna beatbox, <laughs> and they, like, looked super nerdy or whatever, and then they would start beatboxing, and he would just kill it, and people would be like, holy you know, and I was like, man, that's really cool, and I was mostly, like, I liked that, and then I started watching a couple more of his videos, I was like, huh, this is actually really interesting, and I started looking up, like, as far as the beatboxing aspect of it goes, I was like, man, this has gotten crazy, because the last time I had seen beatboxing was, like, on America's Got Talent, like, years ago, when I was, you know, in, like, high school still, and I was like, man, this has really changed. So I started getting the more of it. I got into Tom Thumb and Reaps One and Napalm and all these other, you know, now bigger name beatboxers. And I was like, you know what? I think this is something that I want to do. And I didn't think I'd ever be able to do it. But, you know, if you're terrible at something long enough, eventually you get less terrible. <laughs> so now I've gotten yeah I've gotten pretty decent. The first step being kind of good at something. Yeah, <laughs> it's really there's no it's it's a lot of uh, being terrible at it. Yeah, you know like learning all these different sounds that I didn't think I'd ever be able to learn, like uh, click rolling and lip rolling. I'd probably you guys don't know what that is, but uh, there's probably somebody that's like I know what the fuck that is. Maybe. Oh yeah, I forgot we don't have any listeners. I killed yeah. <laughs> with the vegan comments and. Oh, the ICP comments, yeah. Yeah, the Juggalo comments. <laughs> I'm, I'm a reformed Juggalo. Reformed? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't subscribe to that train of thought anymore. <laughs> um, I still got a tattooed on my arm, though. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. It's terrible. Probably get the text on my way. Nope, billionaire Billy. I met him today at the Focus Group. Met okay. a lot of people. Um, yeah, super interesting. Yeah, kind of bombarded Scott with it. Like, I knew what was going on. He's like, hey, do you want to come do a podcast? And he was like, oh, we're doing a focus group for two hours. Well, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be involved in the focus group. They just kind of said, hey, you guys are here, you guys are in. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, okay. <laughs> but it was really good, man. We discussed a lot of topics with uh, arts and culture and making and all that stuff. And, um... Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. All right. Um, Before we do that, let's plug uh, Triangle Arts where it happened at. There you go. That's where we are recording this at. They were so gracious to let us do the podcast here. Uh, so if you've looked them up on Instagram, they are at Triangle Arts Making. Um, and they got a lot of shit going on. <coughs> Getting everything finalized to be the biggest fucking thing that's ever happened to this shithole town. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, yeah, the basis of it was basically, like, what can we do to, like, you know, bring, like, art and music, whatever that, whatever your medium is, whatever your talent is, whatever you want to showcase, bringing it back to Macon, and, or making it more relevant in Macon, you know, making it more of a hub rather than an incubation zone where people have to leave, 
somewhere else to make it and what can we do to preserve it and make it better here you know and my biggest thing that I was able to you know get out of it was you know when I got out of high school I really felt like immediately I found like a tribe of like a music scene you know and that I knew there was going to be like shows every other weekend or whatever and you know all my people would be there and there'd be a bunch of great bands and local people like just having a good time and trying to make it and uh it just seems like over the years and there's been a couple revival attempts but it just seems like over the years the scenes just it's really hard to get like shows together to see it's it's way smaller now we can't stay consistent is our biggest problem. Yeah. Because you hear about the making music scene, you always hear about former yeah. idols or legends. You know, you got your Little Richards, your Otis Reddings, uh, Almond Brothers, you know, everybody that came through from Capricorn Records, you know, so, like, we're not known for our, who we are now. We're still known for who we were in the past. Yeah. But, uh... There's a lot of great people here talking about ideas that they have for ways to make that not the case anymore, and that's what we're working on. So, um, if you'd like to involve yourself with any of that, please do check out Triangle Arts. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if they're doing more focus groups, but you can for sure come up here and be involved. Meet Rick, the owner. He's a real great guy. I'll show you all around. Tons of great graffiti all over the... They got, like, four buildings here covered in paint. Um... They've got artists that come in and do things here. Yeah, some of the art in there is crazy. Like, like especially that 3D, that, uh, yeah, that 3D thing. I posted it on Instagram. Or, no, you posted it on Instagram. I, I put it on Snapchat. But, like, it, like, sticks, like, protrudes out and looks like when you're walking past it, it, do, it now it looks like a 2D f- surface with, uh, like, depth. And it's just the crazy. It's so trippy to it's see a person. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, the pictures of it were cool when, you, when I saw, like, the little video of it Instagram, but seeing it in person is way different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing is, uh, we discussed that in the focus group is... Do you remember the name of the guy that does all the art? Or, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That artist that? is Nels, N-E-L-S. He's from Los Angeles. Uh, he, he had, they had him out here. And, uh, he did some real great work it, from what I've seen here. Um, what the fuck? Oh, uh, seeing it in person versus online. That's what I... We oh, yeah. discussed that a little bit in the focus group, whereas, you know, back in the day with the scene, you used to have to print out flyers, you'd go out and interact with people in real life, and uh, now everything's done digitally, and it's kind of killing the experience, whereas, mm-hmm. my biggest feeling on this, it sounds like some hippie shit, because it probably is, but <laughs> you can't get you can't get the same kind of feeling online that you can in person. And, and uh, you know I'm interjecting, yeah. and another problem with that is, like, Especially with the, like the, you know, the, it's good to have the digital aspect of it because now we have more outreach with reaching things and getting things to people. But now there's just so much of it. You're just like bombarded with like, uh, here's an event, here's an event, here's an event. And you're like, you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Or you just don't go, you get anxiety, you're just like, uh, I'm just not going to go to anything, whatever. You know? And now there's like so many. And, you know, back, I remember getting like, the very first show I went to was a full flyer being handed out to me at the mall. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, it's like a local show, you know, and I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I'll go. And then I started look, being able to look forward to it like every other week, you know what I mean? And it was like a thing that you were a part of physically, like in person, you know what I mean? Yep. 
Yeah, there's a, and um, the main thing about being in person is the uh, this is the real heavy part. Is there's, there's a transference of energy between you and everybody Dude, there for sure, and you you definitely can't get that online. So it's like you can get online, you can see what's going on, and you can experience a lot more than ever before, but. You're not going to get the full experience of being there in person. Mm. I mean, if you're fine with that, then that's fine. There's a lot of things that I don't care to go see in person. And I'm not going to force you to go see things that you don't care about seeing. But, if you, you know, there's something you do love and something you do support. And um, you have the ability to go see that person or the, the whatever is going on in real life. You know, just take, take the time. Go out there. If you don't have the time, I understand, you know, work schedules are hectic as fuck for everybody nowadays. We, we are no longer in the day of 9 to 5 with two days off a week. Yeah. Um, so I understand that life is way different. But uh, if you do have the availability, go out into your community, support whatever you want to support, put your money where you want your money to be. Yeah, that way you don't have to drive two hours to Atlanta every time you want to go do something. That's right. Because <laughs> fuck Atlanta. <laughs> As you said earlier. I said that earlier. That's going to be my new thing. Hashtag fuck Atlanta. <laughs> really, I love Atlanta for what they have going on. I just hate the traffic. Yeah, I hate the drive. It's so bad. Um, I don't mind the drive because, you know, I'm used to driving. So that little oh, yeah. hour and a half to, you know, hour and a half to just outside of Atlanta. How, anno- is it, how annoying is it bumper to bumper in a... In a- truck like that because (laughs) ah, they take off so slow so we we go stop and then the cars in front of me go and then there's a huge gap created between the time that I hit the fucking throttle and actually start going and some asshole wants to fucking cut in between me and the car in front of me and then you just end up not going anywhere yeah yeah, I go like five feet when I should have went 25 or something it's like god damn it that's the biggest thing it's like uh, you know Sure, let me get on my soapbox here about truck driving. <laughs> stop cutting us off. <laughs> we can't fucking stop that fast, guys. Um, and this isn't just for car drivers. This is for other truck drivers nowadays. They're fucking worse than some of the goddamn car drivers now. No, I've never actually been, like, that I can recall, inside of, like, the uh, <laughs> the cockpit of a truck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the cab. <laughs> You just wanted to say cockpit. No. <laughs> I just had to come up with something quick because I couldn't figure out what to call it. <laughs> okay, the cab. Um, do you guys actually, like, live out of that when you're driving on the road? Mm, yeah. Well, the Better than a hotel? And then in the back of the... the yeah, some trucks don't have them, but most trucks are made for over-the-road shit, so there's a bed in the back. And there's cabinets to, like, do stuff with it. I got a fridge in mine, but I, you know, I had to fucking buy it and put it in. Some trucks come with fridges built into them nowadays. And then we got inverters so we can have, like, regular wall plugs like you have at the house. Yeah. I gotta stop spinning in my chair because it's probably not picking up audio that well when my head's facing the wrong way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There's, yeah I mean, okay. there's, there's been a lot of advances made to the technologies in trucks, so. It's a... Alright. Yeah. It's a little easier to live out of than it used to be, I'm sure. But, um... Okay, here's something. I'm pretty sure you want to admit to it, even if you do it. You're a delivery guy. Do you ever fuck with people's food before you give it to them? Oh no. No. I, now, <laughs> not where, not where I currently work, but I, ha- I have seen that happen in the past before. So you know, try not to 
piss off. Don't try not to bite the hand that feeds, basically. Take your fucking delivery drivers. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> but, uh... Um, stories. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah, you're good. You work at Papa John's, right? Uh-huh. Okay, old buddy of mine. I'm not gonna say his name. Anyway, <laughs> he used to work at Papa John's as well. And you guys make the breadsticks with the fucking round, like, pizza-shaped breadsticks, right? Um, cheese well, the cheese sticks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheese sticks, okay. The breadstick, we have the most. I can't say that, never mind, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would take the cheese sticks, because it's like shaped like a pizza, and he would take the two middle pieces out, and then just push the shit back together, so it looked like a whole fucking thing. <laughs> Dude, I had never even thought of that. Oh, well, I mean, I gave you the idea. <laughs> Scott's going to get fired in it with oh, a week no. for stealing people's cheese sticks. <laughs> Dude, that is kind of genius. <laughs> <laughs> but the, he would also um, put uh, eye drops in Taco Bell meat to make people shit themselves. So Jesus. He's a fucking pretty, he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. We'll have him on the podcast. Where does he week. work now? Uh, so I can avoid going there. He works at a prison. Oh, he's well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go there, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> He knows what I'm talking about. But y'all He's know. putting Visine in their, uh... Well, they say they remove the chemical you shit yourself in the your eye drops now, so... No. It's no good. Yeah, I've never, uh... I've never messed with anyone's food, personally. Uh, speaking of, uh... Delivery driving, though. Um, if you guys use your garage door and you never use your front door so it gets, like, covered in trees... <laughs> and spider webs just tell us to just just tell us to go around the garage door because we're supposed to go to the front door and if I need a machete to get to your door then you just need to tell me to meet you at the garage door there's a because that is so annoying just delivery instructions section when you order the fucking food guys yeah, if you're doing it online if you're on the phone it's even easier just tell them speak to people like you know fucking people <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, this one thing's fucked up. Don't go there. Dude, it could be so demeaning being a delivery driver. I'm sure being a truck driver is probably similar, but uh, I just—I mean, I fucking—I make enough money to not give a shit with people. Yeah, that's—I don't. But making retail, <laughs> fucking food service, yeah, fucking—I've done all that shit. I know that shit sucks. Fuck that. I can't tell me how many times I've just just been living my life driving with the topper on my car and people just go fuck you like for no reason <laughs> and flicking me off. I'm like, I'm just. I just need money. <laughs> oh, man. I used to work at Home Depot. That was, like, my only retail experience as a cashier or anything. People would complain about the stupidest shit. Like, I wore a fucking black and yellow shorts one time. Just, like, you know, like a plaid fucking pattern. This fucking old guy complained to my boss about it because I was unprofessional. It's like, fuck you, dude. You gotta die somewhere. <laughs> you fucking old motherfucker Fuck old people too That's the one thing I haven't done is retail And that sounds awful It's so fucking terrible Because people are so entitled And it's usually the motherfuckers Who get You know The fucking uh, Conservative motherfuckers Yeah I'm gonna call y'all out Fuck it I'm not a liberal <laughs> Or conservative But Conservatives are kinda assholes A lot of times Some liberals <laughs> I don't know Everybody's assholes But you conservative motherfuckers That get on there on the internet, talk about how everybody's a bunch of fucking snowflakes, so entitled to everything, and you go to a goddamn store, and you feel entitled to your fucking two-year-old coupon that doesn't fucking work because it's two years goddamn old, but hey, I still got it, you better fucking honor it, I'll never fucking take my business here again, you fucking baby boomers, I'll call you out specifically. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, baby boomers. Thanks for giving us a fucking failed economy and blaming us for it. 
think I want some of our audience back with that. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> in this current climate, yeah. They won't make they won't make it past the avocados or the veganism shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I said that? No. I have to start the next Depending one. on who's even listening this far in anyways. Yeah. Does it tell you how long you've been recording? Yeah, 50 minutes. 50? So we're coming up on an hour. Oh, shit, dude. It feels like fucking 25 or 30. Yeah, it flew by. Yeah. This is going to be way easier than I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else we got? All right. So what's your... If you, if you um, had to just have a regular-ass career, what would you want to do for a living? If you, like, didn't have any kind of creative interest. If I had no creative interest, I'd probably just go back into maintenance. Because I used to do um, maintenance at uh, at Purdue. Working on, you know, like, uh, changing motors out and, you know, replacing belts and stuff on the assembly line. And the conveyor belts and stuff. And a lot of other bullshit that I don't want to get into. But, uh, it was okay. Um... What I don't like was the environment. Like any kind of any time you get into like a factory, like where you got to try to push numbers, you get treated like you get treated terrible. Yeah. And you're just like, what can you do for me? And I get it. Like they need to make money too or whatever. But especially where I was at, just left a really bad taste in my mouth for maintenance. So I'm not sure if I want to get back into it. But I enjoyed, you know, having to figure things out. I enjoyed the thought. The, like, experiments and having the use my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was cool. Learning how electricity worked and stuff. <laughs> I was in school for that. The industrial system of technology. Yeah, it's exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah. I just did, like, a semester of it. And I was like, I don't want to do this shit. It was because of algebra. They were like, got to take algebra. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Me no math that well. <laughs> how, was, what classes were you taking? Do you remember? Do you remember? Fuck me, dude. I was like 17 last day. Oh, shit. It's okay. 10, yeah. Over 10 years ago, buddy. But I dropped out. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. I was 16 in ninth grade for the third time. <laughs> and they were like, dude, you're probably just going to like age out before you graduate high school. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, because I'm not going to fucking pass this year either. So I just dropped out and got my GED at 16. Yeah, I got my GED too. Yeah. And it turns GED. out that I'm not stupid. I was just like terrible at the... High school environment. Yeah, the school system's not for everybody. Yeah. And that's, I, I knew I wasn't stupid. All my teachers always told me that, like, you're really smart. You just, you don't apply yourself. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to fucking be here. Yeah, my problem was I kept falling asleep. Like, I'd fall asleep in class, and I guess it's still my problem now, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're going to work on that. Yeah. Um, I fall asleep in class, and I, like, couldn't stay focused. And. It doesn't help that, like, half the people, over half the people there don't really care. And it makes it hard. Like, the the thing I liked about going to the GED school was everyone there wanted to get in and get out. Like, they wanted to get, they wanted to take it seriously. And there was no, like, people making jo- jokes and laughing and stuff like that. I mean, wow. a little bit. Well, I mean, a little bit. But they, like, not while they're trying to, like... You know, I remember, like, uh, in high school, people would, like, teachers would be trying to give lectures, and then people would keep interjecting, and, like, eventually they just couldn't teach. Like, they were just having to entertain the class. And you're like, well, I can't learn anything if it's just fun, but I'm not learning anything, you know? But, uh, and, you know, you're only in GD school for, like, four hours, five hours out of the day instead of eight, and you got breaks. So, I don't know, it was nice. I got... 
Did really weeks. well. Yeah, yeah. Go there in 16. Almost yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my mom for buying me cigarettes underage. <laughs> <laughs> and beer, too, but I don't drink anymore. Or smoke as age now. Oh, let's talk about that, too, because fucking... They're trying to ban vaping. What the fuck? Well, from all that... From what I've heard, it seems like it's mostly user error. And I guess... If there's people that are that dumb, maybe there's a slight need for some regulation and making sure that these that they're safe and not like foolproof yeah. for idiots. Um, idiots. But it's not the actual. It's not that vaping's dangerous. Right. It's that people are just being dumb and like they're, not using them properly. Well, it's that, and there are shady companies that are making dangerous products, and people are finding these, and they're like, I would assume the reason is they're cheap as fuck, mm-hmm. and they're like, ooh, what a deal, and it's like, okay. You know, sure, I look for deals. For sure I do. I'm not spending a lot of money on fucking flavored fucking lung juice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but when you fucking go to these shady-ass websites that you find from a click funnel on fucking Instagram or some shit, you know, sometimes you can't trust that. There's there's warning signs, nine times out of ten. But, you know, you motherfuckers go through with it anyway, and now you fucking guys are dying. Stop it. Stop being stupid. You're running it for yourselves because you're going to kill yourself. So that's probably important to note that you shouldn't do that. Um, unless you mean to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I don't judge, you know, I understand. Yeah. We're going to leave a link to a suicide hotline at the, <laughs> <laughs> at no, no, the no. bottom. Hey, okay. that's a good thing to talk about real quick, suicide okay. hotline. Everybody wants to shit on the Trump administration, and I agree, they deserve it a lot of the times. But that new FCC guy... Well, my parents going to love that. <laughs> what? <laughs> my parents are super conservative. Oh. Uh, that'll be fine. Yeah. That'll be fine. Because, I mean, you know, sometimes it's unfounded, sometimes it's justified, whatever. But the uh, fucking FCC guy, I forget his name, but everybody hated him because he wanted to fuck the internet up. But now he wants to make a three-digit suicide hotline number that you can, like, call. Kind of like 911 for the police, 611 for information. There's going to be a suicide hotline. Three-digit number is what he's trying to get fast. So I got to give him credit for that one. That's a good thing because yeah. if I 100 number, who the fuck remembers that shit? And yeah. then I got to look it up if I ever want to call it, which I don't call it. I just fucking talk myself out of killing myself. No. Not that I think about killing myself. <laughs> I've been there. I mean... I went through a really bad depression yeah. before, and I've, you know, but I want to get back on that thing I said earlier about my parents being, and it's just kind of random, you know, I'm just riffing, I guess, or rambling, yeah. that's the name of the show, I'm just babbling, just babbling. yeah, doing the um, <laughs> I, th- I really appreciate the fact that I've been able to grow up with uh, parents that are, you know, more conservative than, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're conservative, and being in the generation that I've grown up in, most of my peers are liberal. So I've kind of been able to see, I've been able to have a really good view of both sides of the issue, of both, all, you know, the issues and how they're interpreted by each side. And it's really helped me, like, uh, become my own, have my own, formulate my own ideas and stuff. Not early on, I was very, I was much more right-leaning growing up, just, you know, by happen, you know, that's all I knew. But now that I've been able, and it's really helped me understand, like, okay, now I can see where they're coming from, and now I can see where the other side's coming from. And uh, a lot of times they just end up sounding like each other. Yeah. We have more differences. I mean, <laughs> we have more in common than we have yeah. differences. And that's the problem. And um, that's what I hate about these people that fucking 
blindly follow one side of the spectrum as opposed to the other. If you're left-leaning, yeah. the right's evil. If you're right-leaning, the left's evil. It's like, hey, man, you're both people. Yeah. And there's there's nothing wrong with, like, being able to acknowledge, like, if you are going to, you know, put yourself on a side, it's okay to, like, you know, follow someone, but you still have to be able to acknowledge, like, what they don't do right, too. You can't just ignore all of it, right. you know? Like, that's one thing my parents did that I appreciate that they did that, you know, even though they didn't like Obama, they would still tell me about, like, well... This he did good. That was good. Right. I appreciated that he did that, and I appreciate that he did this. I don't like all the other things he did, but it allowed me to be able to appreciate someone and still like th- what you did there was bad. You know what right. I mean? Right. We've got to hold ourselves and other people accountable. Yeah. Um, we can't be blinded by our love for somebody. If you're fucking up, you're fucking up, man. We gotta be grown ups. Um, we're all humans. Some people are pieces of shit. I get it. I'm not saying you have to support pieces of shit. You don't have to be friendly to pieces of shit either. But let's try to have a civil dialogue about problems that we're going through. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not going to happen. And, it, I, and I'm not blaming either side for it because, I'm. you know, you, I've seen people try to have civil um, conversations about difficult topics and the other party just wants to be an asshole about it and they want to troll and they want to do this and it's hard to have these conversations because both parties have to be committed to wanting those conversations. So I get it. Yeah. But um, Well, it's so hard to like... It feels like it's getting more difficult to have these conversations because things have gotten so polarized that if you don't... It's very hard to like separate... Like Just because someone... A lot of times... The, the the problem is the same. We both have the same problems. It's just our solutions are a little different. We both want to solve the same things. Right. Sometimes, not not all, not always, you know. But in general, there's a feel like you know. For example, gun control, just being one that I'm going to throw out there. You know, I think both sides acknowledge that there's issues and there's problems. They just don't want to solve them the same way. But you should be able to discuss those things without it becoming like, no, you're a bigot or no, you're a snowflake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like without immediately just clap, like, you know what? You don't agree with me? Now, here, you're in that group. Well, nobody talks to have a conversation anymore. Nobody wants real results. Yeah. They want to piss the other party off and then they feel like they won. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's a, you know, what are you, a real life trolley motherfucker? Shut the fuck Yeah. There's real shit going on. And I do my favorite bit of trolling and having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when it's a real topic, I try to I try to fucking at least not interject too much funny into serious shit. Because, you know, some people... You know, a lot of these topics that people are taking lightly are, you know, they have a fucking real effect on people's lives. Even the people that are taking it lightly, they have an effect on their lives. And it's like... But at the same time, I'm also a nihilist, so nothing really matters. We're all going to die anyway. Why do I fucking care? <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way sometimes. Okay, but, well, uh, we're not going to have those Facebook discussions we talked about. The only thing I will address, normal episodes... Oh, you said we did get a question or two. Did you want to add? Yeah, the only question was really, like, discuss metal versus rap. But we're already, like... You want to save that for... Yeah, we're over an hour. save that for another okay. episode. Um... This one came in about, like, length of episodes. I answered it on Facebook, but I will answer it here. We're going to shoot for anywhere between an hour to two hours per episode. More so, an hour and a half to two hours per episode. Um, if we ever end up going over that, if 
which is going really well. We'll let it ride more than likely. Don't want to cut it and fucking run anything just to yeah. keep a time frame. Uh, but at the same time, if it's just going real bad... If we're just babbling, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, keep babbling. The spectrum. if it's going bad, I'm not going to force it to go to an hour or anything. Yeah. Time, time constraints do not exist here. Uh, the main goal I had in mind when we were talking about making this podcast was to just have fun. Um, we'll discuss some things that we think are discussable. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to kind of just grow with you guys. I mean, we don't really know for sure where this is going. We're just going to play it by episode. In my head, I know it's going big. We're the number one podcast in America. Okay. In the world. Within Positive five years. Oh, with, wow. Okay. All right, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> I got to give it something. Something yeah. Maybe realistic, yeah. Um, oh, also, with uh, guests coming on, my main focus is to really highlight middle Georgia. Uh, I will expand that to Georgia as a whole as we grow, but I kind of want to focus on what we got going on right here in the middle Georgia area. Um, so... Musicians, comedians, those are going to be probably the most that you'll hear about, because we both... Dabble in that. Yeah, we both have a love for music and comedy, that's the two main topics that you're going to hear. Um, outside of that, if you own a business, if you're a tattoo artist, if you're, I don't know, if you cut fucking hair, if you are an author, if you have a podcast yourself and you just want to, we do a cross-promotion episode where we interview each other and whatever... Um, any form of art, if you paint, if you, you know, again, music, comedy, um, graphic design, if you're a graffiti artist, if you have an interesting story, you don't even have to do anything, really, just be an interesting person. Yeah. We might make some posts about, like, we're looking for someone that does this, yeah. you know, and do you want to come on the podcast, and, you know, we'll let you guys reach out to us with certain, uh, you know, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to throw this out. You know, whenever we actually upload this, it'll go up. But I just want to make sure it's on the first episode so people know what's going on. Um, we won't touch into religion too much right now. I'm not necessarily a believer of God. I kind of believe there's a higher power. Um, I think, Scott, you're pretty much in that same realm of thinking. Yeah, I don't. I think I've relegated to myself to I don't know. And I'm not sure if so I'm supposed to right now. <laughs> we yeah. don't know. There's no way to prove or disprove God. But I have this idea. I want a segment where I talk to different religious leaders. So if you're, you know, if you know any Christians, any um, Islamic leaders, Catholics, the same thing as Christian, really. But you know, whatever. We'll talk to a fucking priest, um, Hindu, if you're like a Buddhist fucking monk. I don't care. If you have some kind of religious or faith-based belief. I would like to have those discussions on this podcast. I think that would be, be great, yeah. interesting, and uh, we can get a better understanding of different types of people around us. That's what I'd like to yeah. broadcast to the world. Cool. I think that's going to be it. All so right, yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, I, I hate peas. Questions. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I, I hate peas, so that's about it. Peas? Yeah, I hate peas. Peas are good, though. What the fuck? Oh, gross. Cheese and carrots, man. Parrot and carrots are good. I almost said parrots oh. are good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, parrots, maybe they are. <laughs> but, uh, yo, you know what's good is uh, carrots and hummus. Just eat, like, carrot sticks. No. 
gross. Well, that sounds okay. Yeah. That's good shit. I used to do that a lot. I'm gonna start doing that again, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I think that's it. Let's we're, get out of here. Babbled out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you.